0: Eagle. Who can forget?
1: Again, I'm looking again, those up the middle. At
0: the Derrick 30,
1: Derek Brooks 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The Daggers in. We're gonna win the Super Bowl. We call them the Salty Dogs.
2: Welcome, everybody, to a new week and a new gathering of the Salty Dogs, all, all two of us.
1: And too bad nothing exciting's happening <laughs> here at the Advent Health Training Center.
2: We seem to have a big announcement every other week. <sighs> the defensive coordinator switch seems to have been working out for the most part. Yep. Uh, so that's kudos to Mark Duffner.
1: You know, as long as you've done this and I've done this in the NFL, when was it that you ever experienced before midway point in a season that a defensive coordinator, an offensive coordinator, a head coach, and an offensive line um, coach has been fired in the NFL
2: across all of the NFL. Yep,
1: uh, oh, the I've, O-line O-line coach. You mean on Dall- the same
2: week? Yeah, well, no. no,
1: just in the same, just at this <sighs> period of time.
2: I I don't. Know. I don't know. I don't have a good answer for.
1: That. I know it's it's just it's it is definitely a win yes. now situation.
2: But the big headline here in Tampa, and, and it fits into what you just said, is that the Buccaneers are going back to Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. And uh, I don't think it was a terrible surprise when Coach said it on Monday. The only the only real question I thought was whether he would want to keep it under wraps or just go ahead and say it right at the beginning of the week, which is what he did.
1: I'm I'm happy he made he made a decision. And I'm happy that he announced it right away. No matter what the decision was going to be, I'm glad he did it right. away. It Makes away. our jobs a lot easier. That's right. Well, yeah. I mean, and it. And if you're gonna if you're gonna make a decision like that, what Carolina's not going to know what's going yeah. on. Come on. You
2: know? So you know, it's pretty simple too. Um, both Brian Fitzpatrick and James Winston have played a lot already through seven games, and both guys have shown they're very, very capable of making big plays mm-hmm. in this offense, putting mm-hmm. up huge numbers, but. Jameis, unfortunately, has had too many interceptions, too many turnovers. He's had 10 interceptions in three and a half games. And we are playing games like the Cleveland game, which we should have run away with, the Cincinnati game where, uh, you know, we take it down to they have to win on the last play of the game. And in both those games, we have way too many turnovers. And that's the difference. And you can easily reconstruct this and go, if we could just stop turning the ball over, we could probably beat everybody. The only game that you wouldn't do that with a Chicago. So our record could be anywhere from where it is now to six and one and the turnovers are the problem. And so at some point you have to say it's the turnovers are not stopping. So we need to make a change. And mm-hmm. I completely understand. And I I don't think this says anything bad about anybody. It's just, and, it's a logical decision.
1: Right. And what you do is you, you go with the best right. situation that you think is going to get you the win. Right. And at this point in time, mm-hmm. this would now uh, um, come <laughs> Sunday, if he doesn't, if if it doesn't go according to plan, well, then that's a whole other story. But right now, I I, I like the move only because I think the turnovers have just become so frustrating.
2: I think everybody gets frustrated. You yeah. see guys on the field or on the sideline with sort of these "not again" type gestures, and and that's hard.
1: And I and I think also. It's larger than life because Jameis is, was a first round pick, or was the first pick, and then that becomes a bigger story. And maybe it just you well, know, he he just needs to back up a little bit.
2: Yeah, but it is a big story because of the timing of this. Jameis is in his fourth season. You've already picked up the fifth year option. Yep. Uh, but that fifth year option is not guaranteed for anything except for injuries. So nobody can say for sure what his long-term uh, future is with this team. Mm-hmm. I think there's certainly still plenty of belief that he can be the long-term future of this team. So how is that going to impact the lineup decision going forward? Or if Ryan continues to play extremely well the rest of the way and there's no reason to switch it out, how does that impact the decision-making with James's wow. future? And that's certainly a perfectly valid topic for people to be discussing, sure. but that's not going to happen here in the building because they're so they, this team... I don't care what everybody else out there thinks. It doesn't matter to me or to them if you think we're going to win the Super Bowl or if you think we're, we're toast. It right. inside the building here, these guys still think they are going to make a playoff run, and so they're basing their decisions based on that. And, and, and so that they're not going to discuss long-term future of anybody because they're worried about the very next game.
1: And I think that's the way it should it's, be. It's kind of the way you have to handle it. At, what's crazy, what, there's nine games left?
2: We're already almost halfway there, and
1: it's yeah. in a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. And so a lot can happen. And you are one and one in your division right now.
2: Right. With a road win.
1: With a road win. This is a division game coming up. Mm -hmm. Means, I mean, they all mean a lot, but.
2: It's going to be hard. to. It is, yeah. It's going to be hard to make up. We're three games behind the Saints in the division. It's going to be hard but not impossible to make up three games in nine games. But you do have the Saints again. So mm-hmm. you, there's one you can get yourself, and it's going to be here. So it's not impossible. But there's still also the wild card situation in the NFC is wide open. We're not in the driver's seat by any by any stretch. No, no. This is, this is the point where some teams, I think we said it last week or maybe two weeks ago, this is the point where some teams are going to take off and some teams are going to falter out of that pack of teams kind of in the middle. Uh, we haven't done either yet because mm-hmm. we beat Cleveland, lost in Cincinnati, showed – plenty of signs of life especially in the second half on defense so we haven't taken off but we haven't fallen off yet either so there's still a lot to be determined for this team
1: i think that that um the the (coughs) nfc itself is kind of crazy because if you're looking at all the different teams i mean you have the Rams scores are eight and oh but uh Saints, or, Saints, or Saints, Saints. Washington's catching on fire. Yeah, I don't. Fire. I don't
2: believe Washington. They're five and two, but I don't believe it. And we'll find out because they're playing Atlanta. This you
1: are week. what your record says.
2: Yeah. Well, that's a.
1: Well, we'll find out because we play them. I know. In ten a couple days. Of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. The eleventh.
2: Carolina, then Washington, then mm-hmm. San Francisco.
1: November eleventh, home game. We're gonna have Veterans a, Day, by the way.
2: That's important information. Dave
1: Moore's birthday also. If you want, you throw all those. Got a lot of stuff. Jay Gruden's yep. returned to and to here. And it just keeps on coming.
2: Uh, it's not quite as good as that big old connection you made with uh, the salt and with uh, oh yeah, with uh, that, and all yeah. The Well, thank you very much. That. That, that was good. That was good. That one had layers to well, it. Well, you
1: know, we were talking. Uh, you know, we talked a lot about different things last week, and one of the things we'll, we'll just bring it up real quick since it's Tuesday and uh, the Boogermobile had uh, has <laughs> changed to up. Talk about this ago, yeah, now. the Boogermobile has had a slight adjustment um, the tv's gone so that sucks for the guy in front of the <laughs> when you
2: told me before what? how it was completely pointless for that tv to be there anyway yeah. i didn't realize it's also like on a three second delay from the actual action. Uh, yeah so a, what is the point
1: yeah. it, it well they probably could have put a truck feed on it well and it may have been a truck feed which is a which is a little <sighs> little faster a truck feed is it's not going up on the satellite I'm it's sure. a direct feed but usually in stadiums on TVs, a lot of. I thought of t- truck feed was diesel. Yeah, maybe, but there are gas truck feeds. But go ahead. Never mind. Um, I was trying so, to. Yes. I was trying to derail your train of thought. You did very good. Oh, a You're shiny welcome. penny. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, now they put plexiglass on the yeah. back, it so he can't be pelted with things. Yeah, right?
1: I think that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah. they didn't it,
2: change the fact no. that he's up there in the air in no. front of everybody. No. Pointlessly. We're not even. We're not commenting on on Booger's co- commenting no. ability, analyst ability. It's just having him in that stupid thing is stupid.
1: Yeah, and I think he. I think he would be better served being in the booth. So. Absolutely.
2: So enough on that. Yep. That's going to become our weekly thing. That we. Have. Oh hey. Here's
1: what I want to talk to you about. We are taught when we talk, things happen. Okay, I'll give you another one, real quick. Um, Carmen B. Carmi Carmy B. Uh huh. She's in. The, she's in the news this week. Cardi B. Cardi B. Yes. She was in the news this week. <laughs> and and you want to try to claim that I'm older than you? Yeah, well, I just don't prefer those kind of artists. Okay, so so Cardi B. Uh-huh. What about her? She was in the news again this week. Talking about and and it, this is a
2: I really can't believe that we're talking about Cardi B. Why? What, what It was
1: she made news doing about what? Something about uh it, it's kind of a sad subject. It was it's talking about suicide and it, it wasn't in a positive light. You did not read that story.
2: I, I'm still. I'm waiting to find out why in the world you'd be talking about this.
1: I just happened to see it. Well, do you want me to edit this I watched. Out? <laughs> I watched The Good Place. <laughs> yeah, last night, but I'm I mean, not. I'm well, not because we were talking about we were talking about the Boogermobile. We talked about Peter King so last week. So I just want just...
2: to rehash everything we talked about last <clears throat> week? The reason Cardi B came up is because right. our our fellow staffer here, my fellow writer Carmen Vitali, who was our guest last week. Her Twitter handle is Carmy V, which she, which was directly an homage to Cardi B. Right. That's a fact that uh, we don't need to right. talk about any longer. And it's you can
1: deny fact. all you want that you're younger than I am, but. <laughs>
2: so here's what I want to talk about, Jeff. Sushi on the airplane.
1: Ah, oh, it's awesome. It you're was kidding? Really me. good.
2: That's not how I ever thought you were going to go with that. Why? Well, I saw it on the menu, and I saw sushi on an airplane, and I'm like. That's a bad decision. No, and real. that's what I want to talk about bad decisions.
1: Oh, okay. But sushi that, on
2: an airplane seems like it would be under in the dictionary under bad. It decisions. was
1: a really good decision. It was good. S-
2: the airplane sushi I was good. I ate
1: it. Yes, it was good. It that's was good. Shocking
2: to me. Continue. Uh, okay, so bad decision.
1: If in general on an airline getting
2: sushi yes. is a bad decision, that's mm-hmm. what I was leading to.
1: Normally, I would say yes, that might be a bad decision. Okay, but bad decisions go ahead other bad decisions I include
2: I mean the big bad decision in the NFL this week was Ty Montgomery bringing that kickoff out at the end of the Green Bay Rams game, mm. which was one of those that wasn't it wasn't a situation where you saw the result and thought that was a bad idea. It was I, I know I was watching at the time yes and as soon as he took that step, I'm like, whoa, what are you doing? And then of course everything got progressively worse if you're a Packers fan, mm-hmm. which I'm not, but everybody knows Aaron Rodgers was going to lead that team down the field for the game winning field goal. There was virtually no doubt that that was going to happen. So all he has to do is not bring the ball out. That's his old job. In fact, he didn't even have to catch it. With the new rules, if that lands in the end zone, it's immediately dead.
1: And that was what he was supposed to do. He was he, supposed to kneel. Yes. But, would, he, yeah. but he decided he was going to get better field position.
2: Yes. Well, he says, and, and I guess it's possible that he was a little bit unclear as to where he was and he was afraid he, if he kneeled, he might kneel on the goal line. And then they'd have to start at the one mm-hmm. or whatever. So that's what he claims. Mm-hmm. So anyway,
1: bad decision. The Bucks
2: had a, a bad decision in our game too um, when Darius Taylor decided to run with that dead ball and got a delay a game penalty before the final field goal. But it was a weird situation.
1: As as yes, that was a bad decision. But in fairness to him, right. I don't think he realized. That the play was that's dead.
2: apparently the case, and it
1: looked like it was a fumble because he, he kind of threw the ball out and he scooped the, it up. Yeah, and so we talked about that during the broadcast, and is like Dave said that's a bad decision, but he understood how it happened, and I think it was kind of ticky tack from the, oh, for the I, official in that instance, in that scenario. The clock was running, wasn't it? Right, and it, the whole thing.
2: I think they had to call it, but I was irritated because earlier in the game, in a play in the end, the other end zone, um, I think it was a play that we defended. They were trying to throw a touchdown pass, and the receiver, like, kicked the ball. Right. Actually, it wasn't in the end zone. It was more like the red zone. He kicked the ball, like, eight yards out of bounds. In the opposite direction, it was on a deep ball. That's what it was. He kicked right. the ball. And I'm like, well, that's textbook delay of game right there. When you kick the ball away from when you kick it upfield or the other direction or something. So I guess it was situational because I'm like, they're calling this delay of game, but they didn't mm-hmm. call that one. But in this case, the clock was ticking down and, and, and I'm sure it, that the yeah. uh, were, Bengals were screaming about give us the ball. In fact, a guy... when when Darius picked it up, a Bengals guy came running up to him, I think it was receivers, trying to get the ball from him, mm-hmm. and, and Taylor, that may have been part of what fooled Taylor because he made, like, a quick cut, and maybe he thought that guy was coming to tackle him, and then maybe that made him believe even more that the play was live, and that's why he kept running.
1: Yeah, and he had a good, and Taylor had a good a good game. I mean, he played well up until bad penalty. I honestly didn't
2: notice if you yeah. played well or not we, we did we we, we we did not I don't know Jeff um, just because we're so many moving parts yes yeah, so that's the other big that's the other big change in addition to the quarterback change that's happening now we just had a linebacker change because Quan Alexander suffered a torn ACL and he's out and that's an enormous loss I personally think it's one of the hardest guys for us to replace I don't think we got a guy uh, an analogous guy and in addition if you're moving Taylor that means you're doing two new spots because he was your starting strong side linebacker. I don't know if Darius personally played well or not. I really don't. I, I yeah. w- can't say I went back and watched the film. And But I know that our run defense was not very good, and that was the problem in the first half. That was the problem. Uh, they, were, they ran the ball too well on us, uh, and that's why we couldn't get off the field. In the second half, it was totally different, and we had like four straight three and outs to start the second half so that's why they always say we got to stop the run first and then you saw it and then we got our first two sacks because we were we kept putting him in like third and 11s and third and 12s and the game was close enough that they couldn't just run out the clock Mm -hmm. so and then jpp got his two sacks which was awesome he a
1: beast but he you know what's funny about him he has what eight sacks now eight sacks yep i think he has i can't remember the stat but he has more than the New York Giants totally do. I think they have six. Oh yeah, the right. Something like that, which I bring up only because, you know, he was traded from the Giants.
2: There's another comparison player player comparison between JPP and that I could talk about, but it's actually, you don't know this because you never want to see the questions, no. did, but one of the questions that we got is about that. So I'll right. table that discussion now because we're going to get back to it. Just a few more things to get through. Um, sure. If you know, everybody. Today, right? We're we're recording this on Tuesday. We yep. always tell people that we're not trying to fool anybody. No. Uh, we put it
1: up on Wednesday morning, but, but and the reason why we do Tuesdays is we get to talk about the previous game, and also this is basically our easiest day. Yeah, it's there was more overtime on It's crazy. That Tuesday. sounds yeah. is
2: crazy. So, yeah. uh, so. By the time that you're hearing this, but not by the time we're talking about it right now, the trade deadline is still a couple, or maybe yeah. about an hour away. Uh,
1: hour and uh, ten minutes. I personally minutes. have
2: never thought we were going to make any moves. Um, no. It's possible. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're kicking the tires mm-hmm. on all the options, but I kind of doubt it. Um, but you could conceivably get an addition from the inside if Kendall Beckwith returns to practice, which we'll find out tomorrow. He didn't. He could have the last two weeks and didn't. He could tomorrow or which you're listening to this today on Wednesday, he, that would start a 21 day window where he doesn't count against the roster. And at any point during that, you can activate him and he can play in the games. And if we could get him back and if he was back to the level, he was, it may take a while to knock off the rust. That would be about the best possible replacement we could have for Quan Alexander. Mm-hmm. Cause he played for Quan Alexander in the middle when he was hurt last year. He's a big guy. He's physical. He can actually, he can rush the passer a little bit. Um, I think it's better than anybody you could trade for, particularly because this guy already knows the system and has been here all year. Even though he hasn't been able to play, he's been keeping. He's always around. He's he's here every day. Yep. So I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I'm hopeful that that happens this week, and if so, that would be better than any trade we could make at that.
1: And position. we can also hope that Vinnie Curry and, and you some uh, replacements and back, Gerald McCoy. Gerald yep. McCoy. Hopefully, they can come back for this yep. game.
2: So uh, we also we- had some roster moves yesterday or today, but when you're listening to it, it'll be. Uh, we're gonna. There some they let Kevin Minter, that linebacker, go. So I guess that didn't work out. Mm. So
1: it's a hard go. Um,
2: and then we brought Dari Wale back to the practice squad, okay. running back, which tells you that Ronald Jones and his hamstring—maybe he's not gonna be able to practice for a little while. So, but it's okay because Peyton Barber looks great right now.
1: I thought I thought Peyton Barber had a gutsy game. Gutsy? He had gutsy. Why do you say gutsy? Because he just powered yeah. running. He he did, you know, you know that initial contact, and He's then you get those that. yards. Excellent. And in this particular game, he really went all out. There was one, I, I was very impressed with it.
2: There was one short run, like maybe third and two or third and three, where he got it, but it was really close. And at the end of the run, he was knocked like straight down on his knees and didn't move forward. And the reason I'm bringing that one up is because it's like the exception that proves the rule. Because we all looked at each other and like... That was like a rare time when you didn't power through for an extra yard or two because you don't normally see that from him. Yeah, but and- I also thought his cuts were sharp. I mm-hmm. think he actually literally is getting better as a as running back. He's, he's, I don't know how many long 40-yard runs he's going to have, how, how good his second, third cut and second, third level running is, but that first cut that he needs to get to, to turn a two- or three-yard run into a seven- or eight-yard run, he's doing fantastically right now, in my opinion.
1: I totally agree. I thought that was, I think that was the best he's looked. I, I was, I still keep looking at the play where they stacked up and then it was this big pile, keep moving and they didn't blow the whistle. It (laughs) it, it looked like, looked like, I don't know, ants moving along, pushing, (laughs) dragging the food with them.
2: And he had the leap for the touchdown. Yes. It was like first and goal to one. And I, that was after Adam Humphreys was Uh, denied his touchdown. I
1: still upset about
2: that. And, uh, I'm like, I wonder if, because you don't see that play as often anymore, and we certainly don't see here off. Of him. I'm like, I wonder if Peyton Barber has a leap in him. I swear I said that you can ask the mm-hmm. PR guys. Does he have one of those one-yard over-the-top leaps in him? And sure enough, that's exactly what he did, and it was great. Uh, so, you got anything else you want before we move on to Cam Brake? No, I think we covered it all, you know. We got uh, Cam Brake coming in yeah, here. Hopefully, always, uh, get some always, insight from him. Always a treat. You may not know this, Jeff. He went to Harvard. Did he? Yeah, wow. people forget that.
1: Harvard, huh? So, so does that mean we need to straighten up and go hello, Cam?
2: No, I just think you'd better make sure you don't make any mistakes. Oh uh, well,
1: we know where that's going. <laughs> any more mistakes, I should say.
2: Okay, so that's our first segment. We're gonna have we're gonna take what will seem to you like a 10-second break and mm-hmm. be right back with Cam Bright. The salty dogs. And we're back on the Salty Dogs podcast. I'm still
1: Scott Smith. And I am still Jeff Ryan.
2: But we have a third voice with us now. Um, you obviously know it is because you clicked on the link. Uh, tied in Cam Brate. Cam, thanks for joining us.
0: Yeah, I'm still Cam Brate. <laughs>
2: we actually have him up on a cart 30 yards above the sideline. Mm-hmm. So he can give us a different view. Yes,
0: because that worked out so well.
2: We've added a lot to our studio in the last week. Yes. So, Cam, you just got back from McDill, right? What were you guys doing there?
0: Uh, you know, we were just checking out the base, kind of. Uh, talking with some of the the personnel there. Um, We saw CENTCOM, I believe it was called, which Mm -hmm. is like the central command station, which was really interesting. Um, Got to put on some night vision goggle-type things, which is pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, we had a good time. It's a fun day. Where did you? Where were you in a dark room when you put the night vision gargle? Uh, well, the, r- the room was lit at the beginning, uh-huh. and then they turned the lights off, and then it became I, dark. I, see, you think that's a dumb question, but it,
1: seriously, I just I stay well, lightly. I thought
2: it was interesting that they put night vision gargles on. According to you, yeah. So okay, so you did that today on a Tuesday, and then you came here, and obviously, this is probably going to be the highlight of your day overall. But no doubts. On a normal day off, what, what's a good day off for Cam Braden this season?
0: Um, hmm, I'm pretty boring. Okay, so I'll pick up uh an acai bowl and uh exactly <laughs> and a coffee in the morning. All right. So I don't fall asleep. This is a lot more granular than I thought. Yes. <laughs> um and then um let's see. Oh, I come in here, I'll uh I'll work out, I'll run around a little bit, I'll watch some film. You don't have to do that on a Tuesday, right? No, don't get paid any extra for that. It's just you know, just on my own. A lot of guys do it, right. you know. I would say definitely more than half the team comes in on oh, Tuesday. Really? Okay. Yeah, there's a bunch of guys that come through.
1: Does it just keep you in a routine?
0: Keeps you in a routine. We're we're required to do workouts throughout the week, and doing them during your off days is probably the, the most efficient way to do it. So you can get a fast Friday then. exactly. Exactly. Okay um so then it's a harvard guy right here. <laughs> time management is key uh you know I'll people head, forget that right what, that, that time that, management that, is no, key that, cam went to harvard yeah it's no. yeah. never talked about him <laughs> sure um but then i'll head head back to the apartment uh hang out with adam and ryan whether that's by the pool uh playing video games Fortnite, I guess Fortnite. So. yeah a little bit um Then, uh, you know, me and Griff will go over the plays at night because we'll come out with, like, the ready list, it's called, which will be the plays for the week. So we'll start going over those on Tuesday night, get a little head start on the week. Uh, Usually go to bed pretty early because Wednesday and Thursday are are long days. Um, So, yeah pretty boring Jeff, what I,
2: well i just learned something i didn't know about this ready list thing no i've been here a long time I, yeah. i've never heard of
1: that before so when it's ready what you mean how do they get it to you yeah uh it's crazy
0: these computers these days you know <laughs> <laughs> um, that damn internet <laughs> <laughs> no so i mean we have our services and all you gotta do is just download the material and um Kay. yeah just keep them plugged in they'll download for you so then whenever you turn them on they're ready to go
2: speaking of this harvard thing <clears> um <throat> The other day, somebody was asking you a question. I think it was about, I think it was after Quan got hurt, which was terrible. And they were asking you about the poor timing of it in terms of his next contract and all that. And the question was phrased like, like this, Jeff. Cam, you went to Harvard. And <laughs> then he wanted your opinion on how bad that situation was. So it's just like a, a kind of a blanket catch all. Like, Cam, you went to Harvard. Can you tell us about this astrophysics? You, must, you must know something about <laughs> you this. You yeah, must know something about everything. I You're can promise
0: brilliant. you. Yeah. I'm not very, I mean, I would say I, um, slightly above average intelligence, wise. I'll give myself You're probably that. selling yourself, a little but bit. uh, um, yeah. I don't know. I know nothing about lots of things. I will say. I think we can all say that. Yes, oh, yeah. I can say that very confidently. I'm not not too uh, proud to admit.
2: That. Right now, though, you know football because that's what your career is. So, let's talk about that just a little bit. I'm not going to put you on the spot. Obviously, the big news of this week was the quarterback change. Mm-hmm. Um. Jameis winston being replaced as a starter right now by ryan fitzpatrick and like i said i'm not going to ask you what you think of the uh wisdom of that move or or whatever but just talk a little bit about ryan fitzpatrick because he's played a lot already this season just how he's played
0: yeah uh i mean ryan did unbelievable job the first couple weeks uh way better than anyone outside of one buck expected him to do um but that's you know That's the same quarterback we've seen the past two years uh, in training camp practice. Last year he got to play in a couple games, did well. Um, he just uh, – you never really know what you're going to get with him, and that's not to say you're going to get something bad. I'm saying you walk up, we call a play, and Ryan will find a way to get us into an even better play, maybe something really? that you really haven't even practiced that week. Um and so you always kind of be got to be on your toes with him. He'll throw no look passes to you, which really <laughs> trips up some of the guys <laughs> at the beginning. But uh, he threw one to me last year in Arizona, and so now I'm always right? ready for the ball when Ryan's in. Um,
2: now you talking about something where he's scrambling around and does something crazy, where like he's looking, he's in the pocket, he looks down the field, but throws off to the right.
0: Oh, he'll be yeah, exactly. How he'll does he be, do that? I don't know. real vision. Yeah, he's he's got an unbelievable ability to do that. Like. Especially when he's on the move, he's really good at it. I mean, he's really good at, like, tricking the defense, but he can also trick you as an offensive player who's about to get the ball. Um, but, yeah, he has got he's the only quarterback I've ever played with who's done that. Um, and he did that once this year in a game to one of the running backs, and did the running back it? did not stand a chance. <laughs> yeah, he had no clue it was coming. Um, but, Ryan, he's just the consummate pro. Um You know, whether he's a starting quarterback or he's backing up, he he comes in the same positive attitude every single day. He's always there to help out the rest of the team. Um, I think bringing along some of the younger players, kind of just being a sounding board, uh, you know, hey, Ryan, what do you think about this versus this coverage, Uh, stuff like that. So, um, I mean, he's seen it all, uh, and we have a ton of faith in him as a quarterback. Yeah. both him and Jameis, at multiple times this year,
2: have looked really good. And mm-hmm. the numbers you guys are putting up are—it's uh, their numbers are kind of insane. They're like greatest show on turf type of numbers. I know the NFL has changed right. through the years, and that's part but of still. it. But still, do yeah. you do you sometimes look around and think this is incredible that I'm part of an and an important part of an offense that has so much freaking pass catching talent?
0: Right. Yeah. No. It's it's awesome. Um, every single day at practice, I'm amazed by someone doing something, Um, you know, whether it's Mike, Chris, Deshaun, Adam, OJ, um, you know, everyone kind of has incredible abilities, you know, in that group. And uh, I think a lot of quarterbacks would like to play in an offense like this, kind of with that uh, talent around them. Um, I I would also say that uh, kind of our offensive philosophy, um, you know, way Coach Cutter's offense is constructed. We have a lot of downfield throws. And, um, you know, when you have multiple receivers that pose threats down the field, whether it's on the outside or down the middle, uh, it puts a lot of pressure on the defense. And, um, you know, I think it makes it a little bit easier when you have a bunch of threats there, you know, all across the board. And uh, obviously, I think, you know, we've done a great job as far as gaining yards, getting explosive plays. I think we're one of the hardest offenses to defend when we're playing well but by that same token we also have made critical errors throughout the year which has kind of been killing us in these games
2: yeah and that's the reason that they they made the quarterback switch they both have been playing doing a lot of great things but you got to cut down on the turnovers that's right. what
1: coach cutters how, how different is the uh the ball from Jameis to from what ryan throws and what Jameis throws
0: Right, everyone's different, Um, really. I mean, for you personally, just... I mean, I've gotten so many reps with Jameis over the years. I would say I'm probably... uh, I'm most comfortable probably catching his balls, but, I mean, Ryan also has a very catchable ball, uh, as well as Griff probably has the most catchable ball out of any of them. Why is that? He can can just spin it. Like, I don't know what it is. He always throws, like, a nice, tight spiral. Oh, okay. uh, Which is, like... It doesn't really matter if it's a spiral or not, but it's super catchable. Yeah, I mean it does help, but like as a receiver, you shouldn't drop a pass. Like regardless, if it's a spiral or not, it
1: saves your fingers if it's a nice. Right. It's just when
0: it's in the air, it's like wow, that's like a nice ball. You know, it's kind of like that. Um, Do you say that just before you wow? Yeah. yeah, Hey, right. It's it's more so when you're when you're watching practice. It's like because I'm able to watch Griff take a lot of reps because he's usually working with the. uh, the scout team offense in season, and so we get to get to see him throw the ball and catch yourself saying, "Wow, Ryan, that was a that was we, a great throw."
1: We got to do a mic'd up on
0: camp. They already have it. Have they? It's probably. I mean, in practice is probably better than in games. Oh, oh. yeah. In oh. games, I don't really say anything. You're looser during practice. Oh. Yeah. In games, I'm just kind of like. I just. Want, I, I would know, just wow. want to.
1: Just want to love to see a video and call. Oh, what a nice spike! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great ball,
0: Ryan. Wow. Yeah, usually I'm there yeah. to support him. Yep. Yeah, I like it.
2: I think Coach Cutter and, and his coaches define um, explosive plays as 16 or more yards. Is that uh, right?
0: 16 or more pass, 12 or more. I, I have a theory of why that's
2: true. It, because most – you know, you've seen stats from a stat server, so they'll do something like 20, mm-hmm. you know, just a more – Who which offense produce produced the most 20 or passes. I think it's because there must be a bajillion routes in our offense that are 15 to 19 <laughs> yards. I swear to you, I, I've looked it up. We, we have more – Bajillion? last two years – not quite a bajillion. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, we have more – completions from 15 to 19 yards than any team in the league by far.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the way the offense is constructed, those intermediate throws. And I think that's also taking advantage of uh, kind of what, you know, uh, Jameis uh, especially, you know, kind of what he excels at are those intermediate throws, you know, down the seams, uh, the dig routes coming in on the outside at about that depth. You know, those are the throws that he's most comfortable with. So um, I think that plays into it too. Um, It seemed like in 2016 – I had about ten, fifteen yard catches. I was so close because <laughs> you couldn't
2: get on the explosive. I could not
0: get the explosive. <laughs> I could not get the extra yard. Um, but I think there's just a lot of those throws in our offense.
2: What What's your best route?
0: Oh man, I don't know. All right, what's well, a good one? I like the like this anything down the middle, kind of where you can go vertical mm-hmm. and yeah. I, there's like a red zone route, like a stick nod, like the tight ends run down in the red zone. Um, yeah. kind of give a move to the outside and come yeah. back in. You know, coaches do a good job of trying to uh, kind of move guys around the formation, try to disguise it a little bit. But we always have a version of that somewhere in the game plan. I didn't
2: know it was called a stick nod, but that's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Seen, we've seen a lot of those catches. Yeah. say
1: we're learning here. Yep. Does it seem like – You know he's a Harvard guy,
2: right? <laughs> I've heard that somewhere.
1: Okay. Does it
2: seem like – you know, Harvard, as they say, the northwestern of the east.
1: Oh. Never heard that. Never heard that before. <laughs> uh, I may be
2: biased. Yeah. Um, it, he, seems only, like
1: knows, most he only knows where Northwestern is because he grew up in the Chicagoland area.
2: Yep. <laughs> I'm sure he's a big Cats fan.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's what, that was like the school I wanted to go to. I'm still waiting for the uh, scholarship offer. I figured but, that
2: was your, your yeah. fallback <laughs> school. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's>,
2: <laughs> they were actually good at football now. They
1: were.
0: They are. They are. I mean, they're, they're they are. good now. Yes, yeah. they, 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 they They beat Wisconsin. They yeah. control their destiny yes. in the Big Ten West. That's right. No yeah. choking now.
2: Yeah. Um. It seems like most of your routes – Aren't necessarily designed to do so, but they involve you catching the ball and immediately
0: getting hit very, very hard. (laughs) Yeah,
2: at least that's the way it was at the end of last year. (laughs) It seemed like.
0: Yeah, that's always fun. Uh, (laughs) I don't. You know when you're when you're uh, you know a tight end. um, You know, usually the past couple years, I've mostly been in the red zone and third downs, and there's always pretty tight coverage on those downs. Uh, You can't really. Uh, get the linebackers to step up for a play (laughs) fake on third and eight. So, um, yeah, if you're catching a ball across the middle, kind of in those situations, you kind of know you're about to get hit. Um, The key is just to not think about it, which is like I've never had a problem. I've never thought about like, hey, I'm about to get
2: hit. I think we'd have seen that if you did. Right,
0: yeah, but uh, you just kind of like you know – That it's coming. Even if you're not thinking about, like, your body, it's like, it it goes like, all right, we're going to survive this. So it just helps, like, it protects you for you. Like, you don't have to think about it. That's awesome. (laughs) I wouldn't want to have to think about
1: it.
2: Yeah. I would be thinking about it after the game quite a
1: bit. Well, well, we've watch them all after the
0: game, and they move a lot slower. What What
2: other sports have you played?
0: I played basketball and baseball in high school. Nice. Yeah. yeah. What were you in baseball? Uh I was a pitcher. And oh. then I started working out uh a little bit more for football and I could not locate anything. Oh really? It was either right down the middle or not even close. Do so. you, you have
2: velocity though?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I was I mean for a high school, I was, you know, mid eighties. That's pretty yeah. darn good, good for good, high school, yeah. 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 But then, you know You can't just throw it straight. Yeah. Oh no no. 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 <laughs> no. So I ran you into some troubles it. there. Um then bad wild I, thing. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh right. let's see basketball yeah i i really enjoyed basketball my whole life i still do love the bulls um are you allowed to play it i don't think so I don't but think you, uh, you know occasionally we'll we, you know we'll go out there and not during the season <laughs> or anything like that and we we uh play pretty carefully but uh yeah adam's a great adam humphrey's a great basketball player um, Ryan Griffin's pretty good. Obviously, Mike Evans is a good basketball player. So,
2: how well, uh, I keep switching gears on you. I hear that's a good thing to do in a police investigation.
0: You keep guessing. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah.
2: Uh, how happy were you that your next I want to keep him on his toes? Shall I turn this big <laughs> light on? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, there spotlight.
1: We go. Yep. I learned everything I know from Law and Order. Here we go. I'll click it in just a second.
2: Um, <laughs> How happy were you that you were able to get another contract done so you could continue here? Because I mean, if you yeah. hadn't done that, you'd be playing somewhere, obviously.
0: Right. No, I mean, I love it in Tampa. Um, you yeah, know, I think this is going to be home even when I'm done playing. Um, wow. So uh, yeah, it's awesome. I love the love the city, love the community, love the team, the coaches. Uh, so I mean, I was, I was, and still am ecstatic that I, I get to play for the Bucks and uh, something I'd never take for granted, and uh, I don't think I ever will. So how.
1: How hard is it going to be for you to break up with your roommates?
0: Oh. Is I mean, that soon? And his it's roommates soon. and
1: his roommates are Ryan Griffin and and um, Adam Humphries.
0: Uh it's going to be tough, but like the thing is we're at the point now where we know it's coming, so it's not going to be like uh um,
1: it's near the end of that relationship. It's kind of
0: like uh you know Derek Jeter's last season. You know when he got all the <laughs> gifts and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a Farewell you tour. Guys, yeah, we're doing our farewell you got, tour. You got
1: baskets for the guys.
0: Oh a- yeah, we we give each other gifts all the time. Okay. You know, but uh, so yeah, I, I bought a house. I'm gonna move into it, in some point in the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, depend. I mean, Adam and Ryan both are free agents. Uh, after this season. Um, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with them, but you know, I got couple extra rooms i told him always available (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah, i like it so
1: so really the band's not breaking up we're just moving
0: right there i mean there's a strong possibility that's the case
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think it's i think it's great that the three of you came in at the same time Mm -hmm. and not only are teammates but become really good friends and that's not always the case
0: right i think uh it's pretty rare you know for three guys um i mean griff was Claimed off waivers from another team. Me and Adam both tried out uh, for the team, and we're lucky enough to get signed. And then somehow f- f- trick them to <laughs> let us make the roster our first years. And um, yeah, I think it's pretty rare just the fact that we've been able to all continue to play here. For I mean, this will be my fifth year. This is my fifth year here. Um, fourth year with Adam and Ryan. So um, I, I don't think you you'll find that. <laughs> too many spots you know around the league but we're we're just so blessed and thankful that it's kind of worked out that way and
1: since we we brought up adam just or i did anyways how sick was that catch he made
0: yeah it looked like his shoulders like came out of its socket for him <laughs> to extend the final couple inches yeah. um you know and he had taken a really big hit earlier in the game on uh an incomplete pass and you know, I was checking in on him, you know, every now and then, making sure his head was all right. But, uh, you know, he clearly was good because he was able to focus and make that catch. That was a huge catch for us on third down. Yeah, he played um, a great game. Yeah, I mean, he's – I think he's been awesome, you know, all year. Uh, it seems like whenever his, his number's called, whenever he has to win a one-on-one matchup, uh, he finds a way to do it. And, um, you know, that's just who he is as a player. He's, he, he's never going to wow you with his size or – um you know he's not the fastest guy in the world, but he's incredibly quick. He's incredibly smart, and uh, he just finds a way to be productive. Yeah,
1: he he also is pretty strong considering the catch he made and almost made it was seventeen yards. Yeah, seventeen yards. He kept, guys kept dragging thing. guys. Oh, that was awesome. And when he, he can never
0: in. score a touchdown, it's <laughs> yes, the saddest thing in the world. So it's so sad.
1: And, yeah, and they call it a touchdown, and then it even gets overturned after that. That's that's when you know the touchdown gods are against you. They call it, and then they take it back.
0: Right, and it, I mean, I think he's got two or three in his career right now, and one of them was just the flukiest play of all time. The uh, he was we rolled out to the left and. We threw it to the guy running across the field deep, which is like we never throw it there, and you know it bounced off a defender in Dallas (laughs) and went right to him. So uh, he's always ready for, you know, his opportunity when it comes. But it just seems like he can never score. Well, he deserved that one. He did deserve that that one. He He did. All right, I think
2: we've had you here longer than I promised, but I wanted to get one more story out of you. you Okay. Okay. uh, You were just talking about how you got here and Trout, and you were you tricked the team into making you the first. Uh, Season, but I think it was near the beginning of the second season where you were cut and Mm -hmm. ended up in New Orleans for a week, and then got back here. And you know, Coach Cutter always tells that story about how afraid they were they were going to lose you. What was that whole sequence like from your? Because we were the team that came and played in New Orleans, right? Right. Yeah, that that was crazy.
0: No, it was really a wild week. It's really all this happened within six days. But yeah, I was. I woke up on Tuesday morning. I was about to move into my apartment for the season because it was week two. And uh, I got a call from Shelton Quarles, which is never good. (laughs) I'll tell him you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's the guy that tells you you're not with us anymore. Exactly. Or
1: here's your plane reservation. Right,
0: right. And so came in, was obviously bummed, just started to – I had nowhere to go. Like, I just got cut. I I was going to move into my apartment that day, so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to do that. So I just started driving home. (laughs) I made it like three hours, and I got a call from my agent. Uh, he's like, all right, Saints are going to sign you to their practice squad. So I stopped at a Wendy's, grabbed some food, (laughs) headed back down to Tampa, uh, got a flight out that night, got into new Orleans at 2am, uh, had to wake up at six the next morning for a physical, had, you know, practice there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, played the Bucks that Sunday. So (laughs) Got to see everyone again who I had just saw.
1: And you dumped all that information against us, right, didn't you? I, I mean, I gave him some that's, stuff. That's cop talk.
0: I know you did. <laughs> yeah, you're we're the bad on cop. The I, I'm the bad <laughs> cop. He's <laughs> a good cop. You're the bad cop. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was weird. I, was, I, I thought I was going to be back in Tampa. Um, I just didn't know when, so I didn't really know who I was going to root for because, I mean, all my friends and old teammates were across the sideline, uh, the Saints were my new team, but, I mean, I, shoot, I didn't really know anyone there. Like, I was like, all right, well, I hope my friends play well. Um,
1: you always root for whoever signs the check. Right, I, I know that, I know
0: that. But, um, yeah, so then the Bucks won. Yep. I was like, all right. And then the next day I got a call from Lovey, and he said they were going to sign me from the practice squad. So I was only in New Orleans from Wednesday to Monday, <laughs> and then I was back in Tampa. So.
2: And – Ever since, yeah, yes. is the since. last time you had to go through any of that.
0: Yes,
1: and congratulations to you. Yeah, how's that?
0: <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs> well, thanks for coming well, by. Hey, you're you're the
2: only. You're the only. Only the second active player we've had on our podcast. Who's first? Tomorrow. Dot. Oh yeah. So uh, that that's quite an honor.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's nice of you after being out all day yeah, doing community do service that. and then, no well, problem, working guys. out then doing his community service and
2: go. Go hang out by the pool now. Yeah. Or, yeah. or maybe it's Fortnite.
0: I think it's Fortnite, guys. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Cam. Thanks, thanks Cam. Cam, yep. appreciate it. No problem. The Salty Dogs.
2: And here we go with the final segment of this week's Salty Dogs, where we get to your questions. Oh. You can, Yeah, you can send them in to us. Uh, the address is saltydogs at buccaneers.nfl.com. S-A-L-T-Y-D-O-G-S. Ampersand, B-U-C-C-A-N-E-E-R-S dot NFL dot com. C-O-M.
1: Excellent. Uh, That was
2: about as good as, like, Usher wrapping his entire name. Can you wrap that? The one I just did? Yeah. No, but I can do, uh, I can do, I'm, uh, no, I'm not going to do it. No, no, no. What can you do? From the chronic when uh, Snoop Dogg uh, spells out his whole name in the middle of that song. Um, Proceed. Nothing but a G thing, I think.
1: Let's see. Go. It's
2: the capital S, so yes, I'm fresh, and double P, D O double G, Y D O double G, you see? Thank you. Wow. And then Usher Raymond does one that's pretty good where he goes, They call me U S H E R R A Y M O N D. And those are probably the two best examples of guys calling their names in, in hip hop songs.
1: We're going to have more downloads than anybody <laughs> because in that section it says, What do they do? I'm putting in Scott, Scott Smith Raps. raps. <laughs> <laughs>
2: God, that was terrible. <laughs> that's great. That was utterly... I'm gonna that amp. was not quite I, as bad as Car- a... Car- Carmi V singing you know, last
1: week. Hey, you know, I may have to find some music to put up <laughs> <you. laughs>
2: So anyway, now I'm totally embarrassed. Uh, that's um, great. And so we got some questions. It was great having Cam on. Um, uh, he's a fun guy. Great guy. Both him and, and our other Harvard guy, Ryan Fitzpatrick, have. they don't have the exact same type of sense of humor, but they're both kind of sneaky with mm-hmm. it, and I like it. Uh, that was really good.
1: What? Well, just good people. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, if they weren't a foot, if they weren't a football player, you know, like some people, people gravitate to them because of what they do. Okay. If you met these guys anywhere, no matter what their profession was, you'd like them.
2: Yeah, that's probably true. Um, so that was great, and that's our second player, and we got to yep. we got to do more of those because we had a lot of fun with Demar too. So I think we got to get some more current players on here. I know our fans have enjoyed, yep. and and also keep telling us, we have succeeded in getting. Two of the three players requested. The one I'm still working on is Ernest Graham. We'll see if we can get that one. Yep. So we're, we still have a pretty good track record. So if there's an old player, and I don't mean old, a former player, some of them are old, that you would like to hear from on our show, let us know at that same address I just said.
1: Okay. Ready? I am.
2: There's This is two questions that were sent in. This one was sent in, and it's going to give you kind of an idea of a fan's train of thought during a game. All right. That's maybe not going well. <laughs> This is a guy named Kent who sent questions to us before, so I think at a time of frustration, he thought, Who who who'd be my sounding board for uh, this? And he decided like it. it was the Salty Dogs. Good. Great wealth this was at two fifty one on Sunday, so a couple hours into that game. Yep. Great wealth of knowledge, Salty Dogs. Greetings from New Jersey again. I asked a question in August about a scenario that might change Winston from being our starter when he returned from his suspension. Since that time, I've watched as Winston can't seem to get things together, which is somewhat true and somewhat not true. What is the breaking point? When does Coach K? Again, I don't think Coach K works for Cutter. There's a guy who's Coach K. Yeah. Say enough is enough and bring Fitz back in. I'm still a Winston fan. That's nice to hear. Mm-hmm. But also a fan of winning, and it doesn't seem like it's going to happen much more this season with Winston as our quarterback. Okay, so that was at 2.51. Then at 6.50 the next morning, he's back on his computer typing out to us, hmm, since Coach K, Coach Cutter, right. answered my question during the game is, is this the breaking point? Is this the right timing if it starts? So this was before the announcement. I know. I know the coach isn't going to say anything right now, which wasn't true. Uh-huh. So put yourself in his position, make the decision, and give your reasoning. Thanks, Kent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we kind of discussed it, right? Yeah, we, we, we agree with we, the decision. We, we
1: agree, and and it's uh, mainly because of turnovers. You can't keep you, playing. You, that you way. can't. You're you're playing two teams. You're playing yourself, and you're playing whoever that's you're right. playing. And yeah. that's how it's been. Um, let's see. Have ten interceptions.
2: Jameis has ten interceptions in, in three, and three and a half three, games. Three and a half games. He,
1: that's 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 hard it's to argue. Too many. Right. That's and reason. Ryan for- has five.
2: Mm-hmm. In a, uh, he has I guess he has about f- I guess it'd be three and a half games because right. Well, uh, James is more like three and three quarters because Brian basically only played the fourth quarter in his last game, so three and a quarter, and he's got five, which is half as many. You'd probably mm-hmm. still like to have fewer, but they kind of came in a cluster in that Pittsburgh game.
1: Yeah. Um, so, so I, I like the decision because I like the fact that this year is still progressing, feel like they can make the playoffs, feel like they can win games. They're, they're going to put the guys out there. That that they think is yeah. going to win, and, and I, I like
2: that. And the margin of of error has been diminished. We haven't knocked ourselves out of the race, but we've we've diminished our margin of error. So we can't afford to let another game go because we can't protect the football. Because we can move the football, and we can score, and we can get pressure on the quarterback. It looks like our pressure, is, our coverage is getting better. So it for it all to come together, we have to stop turning the ball.
1: Over. Yeah, and and. I just, you know, I, I, it's funny because as fans, they're probably yelling, you know, everybody loves the backup quarterback. Right. You know, he's the most popular guy ever until he gets in. But in this particular case, yeah. he did come in. He lit it up. Yeah. Very exciting. Um, but it's not like Jameis is being deactivated. No, I mean, he's still going to be active. He, he, yeah, yeah. So that's that. I mean, he's on call. He's ready. And, and, and I will say okay. this. From my vantage point, watching the sidelines uh, during that fourth quarter, um, Jameis was a true teammate.
2: I never doubted that he would.
1: be. And yeah, but you know how people always he want. will
2: be. He will be now. Too. And
1: he yes, yes, and because he wants to win too.
2: When a coach goes up into his office after a game like that and is trying to decide what to do at quarterback, and he's thinking about switching and bringing in his backup, it's not often that he can bring in the guy who is leading the NFL in passer rating. <laughs> and That's what Ryan is doing. <laughs> so I'm sure that made the decision a little bit easier mm-hmm. for him, right? Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Uh, this one is from Mark A. Last name starts with A. A, Canadian. (laughs) Uh, Living in Arizona, he says, but originally from St. Pete. Ah. So he moved from one retirement community to another
1: one. (laughs) Yeah, with less humidity. (laughs) Yeah, it's a dry heat. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Dry. Every time someone says that to me, I think to myself, yeah, so is a blowtorch, but I don't want that on my back either. <laughs> yeah. Continue. Yeah. Actually, in being, case... in, being in Phoenix or being in Arizona reminds me of Thanksgiving. You know, when you want to see how the turkey is and you open the oven and that heat <laughs> comes and hits you. That's what that's what that reminds
2: I have me. spent a lot of time in Phoenix and I actually like it. I
1: do, too. It's a great, great city.
2: Do you think the Giants—Dogs, he spells it the A-W-A. Okay. Do you, This is the one I alluded to earlier uh, that we were going oh, to get to. Oh, this is the trick question. No, not, right, not a trick question. All right. Do you think the Giants are regretting trading JPP at this point? We'll get, uh, no, I don't think so, but we'll get back to that. Mm-hmm. Everybody is killing the Raiders, and I think they should, he says, for trading Khalil Mack, but JPP has more sacks than he does. At least the Raiders got a couple of first-round picks for Mack— what did we give the Giants? A third round pick, right? Value-wise, it seems like the Bucks did better, but I don't hear much in the national media about how well our guy is doing. I'll be honest, I didn't this is him. I didn't absolutely love the deal at the time, but I can admit that I was wrong. What did you guys think now and then?
1: Well, I liked the deal from the very beginning. I did too. I mean, I just did. I liked the deal from the very beginning. I can
2: prove it because we have archives of videos where Casey asked me that and I said, Yeah, because that's a third round pick. And I can't remember last time we got a, a pass rusher of any value in the third round. They're really hard to find. You usually have to find them in the first round or you get some fluky thing.
1: And and I think what everyone's talking about, Mac, is he was traded from the Raiders to Chicago, and then he played that Monday night game. So his first game as a his Bear. His profile has been... He, and he dominated. And he dominated that first half. So, I mean... That's very that, true. That gets magnified. Well, And it's also John Gruden, and <laughs> it's the Raiders, and... Well... Most GMs are going to
2: trade for Khalil Mack before, if they have the opportunity before JPP because of the age difference. Mm-hmm. Khalil Mack has a lot more of his career ahead of him. And his the level of his dominance in recent years and in the first couple games this year is something that not only JPP but almost nobody in the league has matched. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that's why JPP was available for a third-round pick because he's a lot farther along in his career. And because his previous couple seasons, while still very good, weren't 15 sack seasons like earlier in his career. So you don't know when you trade him away or when you make that trade to get him a hundred percent. You don't know if you're going to get 15 sack JPP or five sack JPP. And we got the good
1: one. Yeah. we. He's got the, playing so well. And he's a great teammate <laughs> he's and very he's passionate. really, really good in the, uh, in the community That's and true. doing, doing things that, uh, I mean, immersing himself very quickly So, yeah, I think it was a great trade. I think he's happy. I I think it's an adjustment when you're in New York and then you're in Tampa. I mean, that's a big adjustment, you know, weather-wise, but also just – culturally it's yeah, just different. True.
2: Plus there's probably there's less media scrutiny, mm-hmm. which is also the flip side of him getting less media attention for what he's doing. But that will come and I think if he keeps doing the way he's doing he's going to end up in the pro bowl again yeah. and that will be certainly a lot of good spotlight for him. Mm-hmm. He's he's had a, at least one sack in each of the last 6 games. Yeah, so I mean, 6 of the 7 games in which he's played as a buck and um
1: and that was a good stat you threw out on Sunday that Ooh, do the, the six six games in a row having a sack tied Simeon Rice in the 2002 season.
2: You always like a note when it can compare you to Simeon Rice in his
1: program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
2: yes, that's he gets if he can get one next this coming Sunday, he'll have the record. And actually the NFL record is only 10.
1: You know, the one thing we didn't bring up in thinking of records is the fact that 573 yards Oh, 76. Or 76 yards. Yeah. That's most How clever. did we forget to bring that up?
2: Well, we were. that's just a straightforward topic. Mm-hmm. We were discussing things that there were different yeah. nuances to.
1: What was the last time a team lost that had five, over 500 yards?
2: Oh, it, it's not that uncommon. We've done it this year. Oh. We, okay. this, this was our third 500-yard game of the season. We won one, and we've lost two. Hmm. Uh, because those are often shootouts, or right. you know, you're trying to claw back from being well behind. We broke the record. We broke was from the Doug Williams era against Minnesota in 1980, 573 yards, and wow. the Bucks lost that game too. Yeah, so yeah, I... so uh, it was funny because we were down. This is the kind of thing that a fan watching the game should and is more concerned with: Are we going to score there? And I'm up at the press box counting the yards, going. Is there enough yards between here and the goal line for us to break the record?
1: <laughs> but that's why you are you. <laughs> we were at five hundred and well. we were at
2: five hundred fifty-eight yards, and I look, I'm like, what yard line are we on? Eighteen, okay, five. That's five seventy-six. Yes, if we yeah. get a touchdown. <laughs> We'll break the record, which would mean those are two good things all wrapped up in so, one.
1: So did you did you type your tweet out immediately and then had your hand on oh, the button? Oh, I was button? ready. No, ready? I said it beforehand. I said because oh, there was a break. There was oh, a okay. two-minute
2: warning or something. Uh-huh. There was a break, and I, and I said, there's 18 remaining yards. If we get it, we'll also get the record. Let's go. Let's get this. And then we did. And then uh, I, I was thinking, if we can just get this to overtime and get the ball one more time, we'll have the first 600-yard game in team history probably, oh, which wow.
1: would have been fantastic. That would have been awesome. Maybe but, this week. Five hundred and seventy six yards. The Bucks are averaging yep.
2: about four hundred and fifty yards a game, which is just makes my head spin because it's not normal football. It's not football that I'm used to. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is now. Okay, you ready for the last one? Uh yeah. Jeff and Scott, simple one for you. And this is from a guy named Jim, I think he's pronounced probably burnt B E R N D T. Who's the funniest guy in the locker room? We were talking about Cam's mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, Cam's funny. Uh, uh Ryan Fitzpatrick is funny kind of in a dry way. Very good. Kind of sneak up on your way
1: i like i like tomorrow dotson he's funny he's funny but but it's it, not real outgoing not, he's not gonna yeah. come up and tell you a joke no i don't know who who else is who, funny who stands up and tells a joke i mean it, when you get into conversation sometimes you mean who fun- does that yeah who does that uh um,
2: okay I mean, but you, you know go- what i'm saying yeah uh yeah maybe it's maybe it's ryan fitzpatrick i don't know i don't think we have any really giant comedians in there mm I want to think of something. I want to give a good answer to this, but I'm not coming up with it. You know who's funny, but it's more of a storytelling kind of kind of funny. So you got to prompt him. Is Alan Cross?
1: Oh yeah, he's funny. He's very funny. At Donovan Smith is funny. Ellie Marpet is funny. Just playing off each other. Just yes, they're very very. Now that now that we start thinking about it, right? There's yeah. funny guys, yeah. but not
2: one that really yeah. jumps out at you.
1: But I think if, if you were thinking of a guy that, if you just sat down real quick and go, oh, he's funny, I would say Alan Cross.
2: Yeah, probably Alan. And, and if you were having a lunchroom conversation at the table and, and a guy that's going to be in the conversation and occasionally say funny things, our guy we had here today, Cam Bright, would be mm-hmm. a good choice. Yeah,
1: because he has sat down with us during lunch yeah, and said funny things. he has things. been funny. <laughs> that's it. All right.
2: All right I think we good. covered it. And yeah, uh, thanks kind of, again to Cam Bright. Kind what? of a
1: weird show. Well, your part of it was. Well, I know. That's I'm kinda of off today, I think. <laughs> well,
2: we talked about Thank Cardi God We you're talked carrying about Cardi this. B and Sushi on the airplane yeah. and you made me rap, so I think we've covered everything we could possibly yeah, cover. Yeah, the
1: fact that I got you wrapped and that's never going away. I'm gonna loot <laughs> that baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> At least I did it. I know. I nailed it.
1: You did. You did. Okay. All right. Since you did, thanks for listening.